Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. strength and conditioning coach and owner of DEA Strength Training in Narberth, PA. He holds a multitude of certifications, including being a strong first team leader, a certified strength and conditioning specialist through the NSCA, functional movement system certification, and USA weightlifting certification. He began personal training in 2009 before opening his own gym, DEA Strength Training, in 2014 and began working for Strong First as a team leader in 2018, where he helps to teach courses about proper kettlebell, barbell, and body weight training principles. He works with a wide variety of individuals, ranging from the general public, including your hosts, and youth to professional level athletes. Outside of lifting heavy things, he enjoys golfing, rooting on Philadelphia sports teams, and introducing us to some fantastic local pubs as a result of his monthly no-shower happy hours. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Dia. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Decent intro. Did we do okay? I think we did good. Okay. Um, so we, we went brief background, but I know we've talked about it in the past, but just so people know... Um, can you tell us a little bit about what brought you into personal training and, and that field in general? Cause I know it didn't start out that way, right? No, it did not start out that way. Um, so actually I went into, to college as a, a music major, um, which catches a lot of people by surprise, um, decided that that was not what I wanted to do. Um, had a little bit of a rocky career just in college, um, to begin with, but what ended up happening was I had gotten a job at the local fitness center at my my university and um when I got the job there I was really kind of trying to turn my life around and um I just kind of became fascinated with uh you know getting myself back in, in better shape but learning more about like well why this versus that and and seeing some of the trainers there um and then our manager at the the fitness center um you know said hey if you want to go get your personal trainer certification will pay for it. And it was, you know, like a hundred dollar, like eight hour, like sit, here's the answers to the test. Great. You passed uh, certification, but essentially that's how it, you know, it kind of got started. Um, and it was just something that I was really, really passionate about. And, um, I wasn't exactly sure what else I wanted to do. Um, you know, at that point in time, and um, so I was training there. I, I got a, a job as a trainer at another um, local small gym. Um, and then I got a job out back this way, closer to, to Philly, um, working for a, a larger um, gym. And that kind of just led me down the path to, to, to the personal training. Uh, you know, and now here I am running my own, <laughs> my own thing. I want to know a little bit more about the music background. What were you, what were you specifically doing with that, or what was what was your intro to music? And then we'll come we'll come back to the training. Okay. 
Um, so was always into music as a kid. Um, I actually was not super into sports. I played some sports, but I stopped pretty much after middle school. Um, it was just not something that I wanted to, to keep doing, but I was really into, I played guitar. Um, I played some other instruments too, but I initially went, um, for, for jazz guitar for, for music. Um, and then I kind of just realized, well, <laughs> it's not super easy to make a living <laughs> in music and, but you know, shout out to all my friends who do. Um, I just didn't think it was really for me. And it also kind of, you know, when I started studying it as like, Oh, this is going to be your career. it sort of sucked. Like the, the, the passion I had for it, like creating and doing things like that. And I, you know, I loved performing and, and doing stuff like that, but it, um, you know, it just was not really worth like the time, but I still play occasionally, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun. So it just became something more that I wanted to keep as like, hobby. Yeah, yeah, recreationally. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I know it's inspired a little, you know, a little bit of the gym in terms of like heavy metal Mondays. And <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Some of I have a lot of wide range of music tastes. So we'll get, we get heavy metal Monday and we have got nineties on Wednesday and, you know, I'll probably try and find, I got to work out some of the other days, but those two are pretty solidified for right now. But yeah, I like, I like a lot of different kinds of music. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, I hope I, it, I try to use it as best I can to, to give the gym a little bit more personality. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, good music always makes uh, harder workouts a little bit easier. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Well, so, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the gym, but Tell us, like, so what's the gym, like, what's the style approach to training? Like, what kind of people are you working with? Sure. Um, so right now, I mean, it's, it's been a long way coming, but I feel like, you know, as it's since 2014, it's become more and more refined, so to speak. Um, right now, we are mostly working with uh, general population clients, you know, um, people who just want to, you know, feel a little bit better, get a little bit stronger, be able to play with their kids, their grandkids, um, you know, participate in other physical activities that they're, they're doing. Um, maybe they just want to get away for an hour, you know, for, for a day after work. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's, uh, what I have found is that a lot of our, our population is people who have tried many, many different things and not to say that those other things did or didn't work. Um, but maybe they've just, kind of change their perspective on how they view fitness and training in general um, to more of the long game rather than just like, oh, you know, it's April and, you know, Memorial Day is going to be here before we know it sort of ordeal. Um, so I feel like we get a lot of people like that. Um, so it's mostly small group, you know, anywhere, three, four, six people. Um, everybody gets their own you know, program, we focus on, we're, we're largely principle-based um, as far as how we, we approach things. Um, I, I try to, to, to promote a, a balanced physical training system. So kind of like, you know, you need a certain amount of, of, of each thing, the dosages in the, or the, what, what's the word, the saying, the dosages in the details or the devils in the details, something, whatever it is, whatever. Um, so yeah, just making sure everybody gets the right amount of what, what they need, you know, obviously being physically active is, is better than being inactive, but how many of us, myself included have gone so far to one direction, whether it's into like 
heavy lifting and powerlifting, or we have our marathon runners. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but some people may just start running endless miles without any desire for for competing in a marathon, but they just think that they're being healthy. Or some people just go into the gym and they start picking up the heaviest thing they can find thinking that's what's going to get them healthy. It's like, well, what do you actually need? Let's try and create, you know, a more well-balanced system here. So that's kind of how we approach it right now. Um, I try to keep it fun. Um, I, I joke around that, like, I just wanted to make my own personal, like, play place, and we just happened to work out at it. <laughs> um, so I try to keep that sort of theme there. Um, I don't know that my fiancé would like that as much, but that's okay. Um, so... Uh, yeah, you know, I try to keep it fun, lighthearted. Um, we do our no shower happy hours. Um, as I've said on my sign, if you're the, if you, uh, you know, like working out, but also love pizza and beer, then we're probably the gym for you. So, um, you know, I try to try to preach a more of a, you know, the people's gym kind of, kind of idea. So, yeah. And I, one thing I definitely appreciate within your structure, um, is that, in your programming, I have like a physical piece of paper where I'm able to track my progress, which you don't typically get unless you're outside or outside of the, um, the one-on-one personal training experience. I feel at least not in my experience where I'm able to literally so long as, and you know, I have an issue with this, but write down the numbers that I was using and making sure that I'm, I'm actually (laughs) keeping track of my progress. But I mean, just having that built into, the programming where it's like, Hey, look, look at how far you've come already. And this, I know for me personally within your gym, you know, Turkish catup was always something that I knew was good for me, but never forced myself to practice. But now it's so much better and it feels so much better. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely one thing I really appreciate about your style and just working in the mobility work. That's also another thing that's not done, you know, especially, within our realm and our, our profession. It's sure. definitely appreciated to see that kind of stuff. Absolutely. What I, I think, well, so we, when we came to the area, I think we've been working out with you since July of last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the things that we were looking for was somebody who I guess had a little bit more of a functional approach to things sure. just for ourselves. I mean, like we, we've done a lot of, a lot of different stuff and we've always like enjoyed, you know, working out in general, but it just felt like, like your approach was like you said, like the most balanced in terms of, of strength training, but still being like building a strong foundation, but also like, like it's not easy. Sure. None of that stuff is easy. Oh, no. well, so I have to give credit to my friends down in, um, in Virginia beyond strength and performance, uh, Chris Merritt and Todd, Todd Bumgarner. Um, they really kind of, uh, they also run a, a podcast called strength faction. So shout out to the shout out to those guys. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, Chris and I were talking and, um, he used to do like individual programs, completely different program for every single individual. And he just kind of was starting to change the way he was doing it and turn was showing me it. And that's kind of exactly, I pretty much carbon copied exactly what he's doing. Um, cause we both, you know, think alike and have, have similar, similar ideas as far as like how we, we train people. Um, and it's just like, it just works so well with being able to personalize it, but you still get that same, like, like the, like people like being in classes. They like hanging out with each other. Yeah. There's a community aspect to it. It's not one-on-one personal training. 
and everyone's still like working at the same pace, but you're doing what's appropriate for you. And for people who like yourselves, who are a little bit more savvy in the, in the fitness and, and exercise world, you've got options now where you've got a little bit more autonomy to choose what you want to do rather than me just barking orders, which is, I mean, that's how I used to do it was, it would just be like, here's the workout of the day. And, but I hated that, you know, that to me made it, others were doing that. And I felt that what I was doing was different and had, I was able, I wanted to find a way to, to provide more value. So again, when you get some of those people who had tried many different things, well, what are they really getting if, if they've already done the gym that does a random workout every single day. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I just wanted to offer something a little bit more specific and something that was more easily tailored to yeah. the individual if I needed it to be. Yeah. Some people don't want it to be. Some people are like, nope, just tell me what to do. Like, here we go. And then I also wanted to make it more of a, um, with, with Chris's and Todd's approach, what I liked about it was that people improved skills, not just worked out for the sake of working out, but their skills actually improved. So they could see like, okay, if we're doing front squats, kettlebell front squats, like, you know, over a four week period and maybe longer, they're practicing that on the same day every single week. So they can see like, you know, on paper, like you said, oh, I'm, I'm getting better at this. Because if you only do it once and then you don't do it again for another two months, well, I mean, maybe you could get better, but I would say it's probably a better practice to do it like on a consistent weekly basis. Um, so yeah, just, it, it, you know, again, shout out to them. They really, they set, set me up at least, but I think it's, I mean, just an awesome way to, to do things and, and people have seen a lot of success with it. So. Well, so I got, I got two things. So first I know you talked a little bit about, uh, the specific program. So I just want to break that down because it is very different than anything that I think we've seen in gyms. Cause I think there's something where, and I'll use the word like, you know, periodized, which I know is like, like for, for folks who don't really know about like periodized programming, it's, it's essentially thinking like long-term and scaling programs to be able to match so that you have periods where it's like you're slowly increasing and then you have a little bit of a rest and then you bring it back. And so it's a lot more realistic to long-term development than just going like, you know, like head through the wall, every single workout, you know, um, which I appreciate. And that's something that I think I was really impressed by and something that's worked really well for us just as your clients too, Mm -hmm. is, is having all of those things worked in. And so that's something that I think is really unique that you don't really find often. And so I think the other thing about it is, uh, you give, I mean, every, every, at least good coach knows how to like progress and regress movements, but you have all those built into the programs too. And so you can pretty much see somebody who's brand new to somebody who's really advanced and they can all work out together and feel really confident in doing it, which is really cool. And so I just wanted to highlight that from it because I I think, I think the way that you program makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I think it's, it's really uh, inviting to a a wide range of people for it. Um, Did you, I was just going to say that like, it's, like it's beneficial to not only like the students, but it's, it's beneficial to me too. It makes my, you know, if like, I remember when I was like starting the gym, like I was like, how do I make my job easier? (laughs) Like, but still be just as productive. And so when you have, like you said, those baked in progressions and regressions right there on them and your students are seeing the words, it's not me just telling you them, but they're look, so they know what a, 
okay, I'm seeing kettlebell deadlift before I see barbell deadlift. You know, they're like, they know the difference rather than me just having to like verbalize it. You know, they're hearing me say it, but they're also seeing it on paper. Uh, and then for me, it's like, I don't have to think, oh, where should we go from here? Nope. It's already pre-programmed right in there. So, you know, it makes my job easier too on top of that. And I think that's like a really big component. And even thinking about it from like the point of view of like the less mental energy I have to waste, the more like proficient and more benefit I can provide or value I can provide to the students as well too. So it makes my job easier, but it also makes me, I feel it makes me a better coach too. So, yeah. And, and so I guess the second part of the, the question that I had, um, I think, I think terms like, like functional training get thrown around a lot so much so that they almost lose their meaning. But I think that like what you do fits like that definition almost perfectly, yeah. you know? And so I, I think, and we'll, we'll get into some of the more like specific stuff. Cause I know you've done, you know, or you have been getting more and more into like golf specific stuff, which we'll get into in a minute. But I wanted to ask you, cause I, I think one thing that we focus on a lot in our practices is that sort of like functional movement approach where we're looking at the, like the foundational movement things of like, can somebody squat and hinge and push and pull and, you know, use their core properly. But the thing that we love so much about your gym and, and why we encourage people to check it out is because you're, you're loading all of those patterns, but also doing it in a way that they can get better at certain skills and it transitions directly into the things that they're doing every single day. Like it almost like makes better humans. And so is, is that like, did you develop that approach from your background in strong first, or is that something that just like from, from training yourself that you developed or, or how did that kind of come to be? So strong first, definitely huge, huge influence in that kind of, um, aspect of it. Um, I want to say, um, uh, you know, Dan John and his books and the way he kind of approaches things. So, so simply like, you know, also I love his thing about like, you know, the, the basic human movements, everything kind of falls under one of those sort of umbrellas there. Um, so definitely I would say those two are, were the, were the, were the biggest influences. And then I also, it, it just kind of like, again, it made sense. It was like easy to like systemize too. So it was like, okay, well, if these are the, the, the patterns that provide the most bang for your buck, like there are different ways we can do these things. And, uh, you know, I, I never really felt the need to like entertain people necessarily either with exercise at least. Um, so I would say like, yeah, it just, again, <laughs> going back to like, okay, well these things provide the most benefit and it makes it easier on me too. So it's not like, like I definitely, you know, when I first started out and I was running like a boot camp style thing, it was more or less like the mindset was, oh, I need to find as many exercises as I can that these people go, wow, this is cool. Like, this is really, really neat. Like, you know, doing like farmers carries, but with like holding bands that are wrapped around kettlebells or something and they're bouncing all over the place. And it's like, yeah, but it's functional guys. Like, you know, um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like you get, I think when you, when I became a little bit more confident in like what I was doing, I didn't feel the need to do, to change it up every single day. Unfortunately, like training is boring. Like yeah. it's, if you really want progress over the long term, it is, it's not, it's like, 
if you want to like you're not going to the movies you know it's 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 boring it's it's slow it takes a long time um but like if someone knows what they're doing and they're helping you along and then you get you put yourself in a fun atmosphere and you do things you know that's what's like okay we can add the entertainment elsewhere but like i don't need to be doing like you know burpees with backflips over a bar or something like that and it's so i i just kind of stopped trying to be like or or necessarily to be afraid of like people saying like oh well we did this the other day and it's like well so what yeah we're doing it again today because <laughs> it's good for you <laughs> you know um it's you gotta eat your your fruits and veggies so like <laughs> sorry um so yeah the functional aspect of it definitely influenced from from strong first from dan john um and even i want to give a shout out to uh the, the um uh, uh joe defranco and jim smith from oh, yeah. from their like sports performance stuff too um they were probably like my first like big time influences um and they you know they definitely have some more like intricate kind of stuff to 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 train people i mean they're training pro athletes and things like that and those that's you know that's what those guys want and seems to work fine for them but like for me to to take a 10 year old kid and have them doing again like push-ups on bands where their arms are shaking when the kid can't even do a regular push-up any like what's the point like so, um, but those, those guys were definitely big influences too. And, and definitely harbored some of those like big foundational, um, types of exercises in their patterns. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's, that's probably mostly where I got it from it. And it just made, again, it made it easier for me to systemize and, and, and to create a program out of. So, yeah. So I, I know you're, you're working a decent bit with strong first doing some certification courses, right? Can you talk a little bit about like what that's about, what your role in it is. Sure. So I am a strong first team leader instructor, which means that I have gone through all of their certifications and then I was promoted to, to that position and it allows me to run their workshops, which is, um, one workshop is a four hour, um, sort of mini course. That's kind of like an intro to whatever the topic might be. Um, for me, I mostly do the kettlebell ones, but they do body weight and barbell stuff as well too. Um, and they've got different, you know, so like for kettlebell, they've got kettlebell 101, 201, and 301. So they've got like different progressions for that. And you can do those depending on what you want to so Maybe you want to get certified by them. These workshops are designed to help you go ahead and, and, and find your path for whichever certification you're doing. But they also have certain, like they call them like, like achievements. So they have this simple and sinister achievement that you could work towards. They've got the beast tamer, iron maiden. Um, and then they have, they do this twice a year. They call it the tactical strength challenge, um, where it's more like a community event. So you could go through a progression of workshops that might help introduce you to, to that too. Um, so that's cool. I do that on my own. Um, so I'm a licensee for here in, in Philadelphia, um, so I try to run some of those workshops either, um, twice a year, um, probably going to bump it up to quarterly. So we've got, yeah, we've got one coming up on May 7th. We're doing kettlebell 101 and 201 at my gym. Um, but then I also host some of the certifications. Um, we've had, you know, the barbell certification at my gym as well as the, the body weight certification. Um, and then, um, I've been fortunate to go and actually teach at the large certifications, um, uh, here in Philly, um, and elsewhere, um, you know, get to travel around and, and, and help teach those certifications, which is, 
um, cool. It's a lot of fun um, because it's, you know, they're all coaches. So they all care about this stuff just as much as we care about it and find it interesting. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different than, you know, the everyday training type stuff. And when you're in a room of 60 people who are just as passionate about all these things as you are, you know, it, it, it makes for a fun fun environment but yeah i really i really love doing that um definitely gives me you know sort of the uh, feeling of like making a a larger contribution to to certain things um and yeah it's just you know it's a lot of fun i'm very fortunate to 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 work for them so this is kind of off topic of that but still kind of within the same realm what what kind of advice would you give someone who is looking to get into weightlifting but has zero experience so far i'm sure you have that walking through your door quite frequently so what kind of what kind of things do you tell someone who's all new it's all new to them um my first thing i guess i would say is find something that you like first um and and stick with that um i i think it's rare for someone to stick with something that they dislike so even if it's maybe not the best approach um you can get there you know always be curious and always be like asking questions but again like if you if you hate what you're doing there's no way you're gonna stay stick stick with doing it um and then you know weightlifting is such a broad like category like i'm again i'm not a power lifter i'm not an olympic lifter um you know so it depends on what kind of path you're trying to go down um but the one thing that i do love at least about like um some of the things we teach at strong first and even back to like the the basic movement stuff is it is all very basic like you can get to any one of those uh modalities the more specific modalities starting in that 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 kind of place um, so it's hard to say because like if someone's just starting out, they more than likely don't know what to look for. Um, and I feel like it's just like, there's so many things out there that look the same as something else. And it, it can take a while to sort of sift through what, what you're really looking for to find. Um, so that's why, you know, like if, if you're getting a little bit of everything, um, you know, I think like if you can find, you know, some kind of, you know, group or training program that, that does teach some of those like foundational hinge, push, pull, squat movement patterns, like that's a great place to start. Um, I, I would suggest staying away from things that appear fancy. Um, you know, like it, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is, there is some, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, complication or something just like disguised as complexity or something like that. Oh, it's a great quote. I'll have to find it. Um, but it is something it's, it's pretty much just like, no, this just looks like it's good for you, but it's not really doing, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh no, it's making me mad that I can't remember the, that quote. Um, but yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, like try to stay away from things that, um, you know, again, just like look cool, like the shiny objects. Like I hate, you know, it's 
you see it a lot with like young kids when like the parents come in and they've watched sports center and they see, you know, whoever doing all these like crazy things. And it's like, okay, I'm sure I'm not saying that that doesn't work. Yeah. All I'm saying is that like that we got a long way to go and we, we haven't even, you know, you're trying to shoot a cannon out of a canoe here, so to speak. So maybe let's, let's pull it back and just get really, really good at like the basics first. Um, and, 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 you know, so start there. That's, that's probably what I would, I would say for that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, I feel like I've heard like the, the, what is it like the cupcake analogy or whatever, where it's like the, the cupcake itself is like the foundation of everything. It makes up the majority of it. And then there's like a little bit of like frosting where it's like, all right, you're getting like kind of some, some more complicated stuff, but not a heck of a lot. And then the sprinkles on top is the stuff you see on Instagram, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. All they want is the sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and so I guess, um, and we were talking a little, a little bit about it before we started recording too, but I know that, well, you've developed a, a pretty heavy passion for golf yourself, which I know given your, your background in training has, you know, gotten you like training a little bit more for golf. Yeah. And I know we talked a little bit about that, like 95% and 5% where it's like same, same concept where it's like a lot of people don't realize that sport training, a lot of it is foundational. A lot of it is very, very basic and straightforward. And then there's some stuff that you throw in to make it specific for that sport. But can you talk a little bit about like your experience and what you've noticed in your own game? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, my golf game. Um, yeah. So no, I picked up, I picked up golf during the pandemic, uh, during the shutdown cause there was nothing else to do. So just like a lot of other people, um, and, and pretty much became obsessed with it. Um, it's taken a long time, but you know, it's kind of finally at a place where like, I don't feel like I'm the worst player on the planet. Um, but yeah, I really, really love it. And it was, you know, it was so frustrating and it's still so frustrating. Um, <laughs> for me, because it's like, I've, I've trained golfers, you know, for my whole career. Like I trained, I've trained athletes. So like in golfers are a part of that. And I understand the concepts of like the, the, the biomechanics and things like that. Exactly. Like I understand that very well. So I, you just get so you watch, like you take videos of yourself and you're like, you look like an idiot. Like what, why are you doing that? And it's like, I, like I just totally turned into like meathead Kev where it's like me, Kev, me hit ball, like ball go far, you know? And, um, you know, it's, it's funny that now that like my golf skills, while not good, but have improved, like how effortlessly, like when you, like you, you do make that like clean contact, nice, easy swing and the ball just goes <laughs> right. And it's like, and I'm, you know, I'm out driving some of my friends that like have been playing for 15 years. And that's where it's like, oh, I've cut, like, I, we were just saying, like, it's like, I'm not necessarily consistent at it, but like when I, when I make good contact and my body functions the way it's supposed to in the golf swing, like my, my basics of strength and power that I've been working on myself for years and years and years, it's like the floodgates just open. Right. And again, then the ball just goes, you know, um, even one of my, one of my buddies is, uh, uh, he's, he like, you know, he helps me out a lot. And the other day I, I hit like a, like a 285 to 90 yard, like carry drive. 
And it was like, see, like, I know that I can do that. And I, you know, I didn't have any help from the wind or anything like that. Like, yeah, before you start talking, you know, smack to me, uh, it was, it was like a straight up legit, like authentic. And that's where it's like, man, like if I could just do that every single time, exactly. Right. You know, (laughs) um, and again, it's like, so there's definitely some things that like I do that like, I think would be a little bit more, you know, they definitely like help with golf, but I never did them to, to help with yeah. golf. It's like, I've always done like a fair amount of like deadlifting and squatting. I've always maintained fairly decent, uh, like mobility in my hips and, and my T-spine. Um, I've always done like single sided stuff, anti-rotation type stuff. Um, you know, sprinting, jumping, things like that, that all kind of contribute to that. Um, so now it, for me, it's been kind of fun working with some golfers who not necessarily are like, you know, high school or even collegiate athlete golfers, but they're people like me who are just like, you know, like if I can get them to like outdrive their friends, it's like, that means the world to them. You know what I mean? Um, so it's been fun, you know, working with them, with people like that. Um, when I get the chance, you know, I always make sure I tell people like, listen, we're not changing your swing here. I'm not even, I, I'm not going to comment on how you swing or anything like that. You have a golf coach you can go talk to. I, I can't promise you that I'm going to make you better at golf. I'm just going to make sure that you're more physically fit. And I believe that that will help you hit the ball further. And then you can go take care of the rest of the stuff with your coach. Yeah. What I, I think, I think in general, we, we see a lot of like recreational athletes, some competitive, but I mean, the majority of us who like grew up like playing sports or being physically active want to continue doing that. And I think a lot of people, uh, don't realize like you don't necessarily have to like train like a professional, like it doesn't have to be your full-time job, but like if you are physically active or like, you know, recreationally active and going out and golfing or like playing tennis or, you know, whatever, like it is important to be strong you know, to, yeah. to do the work otherwise. And I think kind of bringing it back to your training approach, I think a lot of the stuff that you do, um, focuses on, on, I mean, it's the best like bang for your buck in terms of the exercise selection. And a lot of that has to do with the style, like using kettlebells and barbells and things like that, 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 that tend to, I guess, transition over to more athletic movements, even just for like general population, like ourselves, you know? Yeah. yeah well, and you know, I guess like in my own training, like Again, talking about like balance, it's like, okay, well, we all need a certain amount of like strength. We all need a certain amount of like, I would call it like power or athleticism, you know, being strong and fast at the same time. Um, We all need a certain amount of like cardio. (laughs) We all need a certain amount of mobility and and flexibility and, and things like that too. So it's like, okay, well, but like how much of each one of those things do you need? And I think that when you get that sort of mixture right for the average person now that mixture looks different for again someone who is a professional golfer or is a professional powerlifter or is a professional basketball player but for us people who don't play sports for a living (laughs) um and are just like sort of weekend warriors um i think when you have the right general balance of those 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 core principles that it it kind of just automatically like you don't have to play sports or do those things. It's still going to be beneficial to your regular everyday life. Um, but also kind of will, will, will show up in those things. We've got a lot of people who play, you know, softball and pickleball is like a new thing now. I don't know what that is, but like, whatever, I know they use a paddle and it's kind of like 
what is it? Is it like advanced ping pong or something? I don't know. It's like I have I have no idea what it is, but I know I know. Uh, I know I don't think so, but um, yeah. So I know that's like a thing now too. Um, but yeah, you know, like if it's like if if we can enhance some of those other because we do those things because they're fun, and like they're they're not fun when we're not good at them yeah. or we can't physically manage them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like all right, well, if we can help you physically do those things that are your what you do for fun well that's good that's that's what i want to do i you know makes makes life better so yeah yeah well and i think i think just in general and you mentioned it before too but i think a lot of it is just like the environment that you've created like the atmosphere and your approach to things i think it's just I mean, it's, it's really realistic. And I think, I think a lot of people kind of, like you said, chase things that are like really exciting, but then they don't really stick them out and they don't really get the benefits of it long-term. And, and so I think that's one thing that we've been really happy about, you know, since we've been training with you and, and the thing that we like most about it, and which is why we wanted to be able to highlight you a bit for it. Well, yeah. yeah. And like, and I don't, you know, it's, listen, it's, if it works for you, like, please keep doing it. Like if you like what you're doing and it does like, go like please don't stop doing it but i think you know one of the issues that like most people like me who are you know one man band trying to start their own thing is that like you know a lot of these places that we do compete with have like the bright shiny lights and it's like you walk in it's this giant dopamine dump which is cool i'm not listen if i could have it i would do that too you know it's awesome um but like that's if that's why you're going there well, I mean, it, it, again, if it's working and you really, really like it, that's fine. But I think there's so many things like that in the in the fitness realm um, that people don't even realize are like pulling them to to uh, to, to to be attracted to that. Even like even myself, like um, you know, we've got Tired Hands Brewing Company right up the road here, right? And they've got they've got great beer. But I gotta tell you, like when I first started going there, like that what would always attract me to want to go buy their beer was their cans, like the what, the way their cans just looked. Like it's like the design. It was like, oh, that's like so cool or whatever. Not even necessarily that like the beer was 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 spectacular, which it is. But like you know, it's like you don't even realize like some of the mind tricks that are being being played on you. And so that's when it's like when some of those people have done a lot of those other different types of um, styles of training, it, they grow old out of it, like whatever it happens to be. And they come to like, I really just wanted to have a place that was fun, but also like you couldn't, you couldn't argue like the meat and potatoes of, yeah. of, of what was actually happening there, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think. I feel like strength never goes out of style, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of the, the flashy trendy, like, you know, fitness stuff, but well, yeah. It's like, I don't know how many times, like, I, man, it just feels like you're beating a dead horse, but like how many times have you guys seen even on the internet or one, some other professional you're talking to is like, yo, the number one thing you can do as you get older, like that goes out the window first is like, your your strength and like muscle mass and like things like that like you it is so incredibly crucially important and it's like you know i think even some like what pe some people's like ideas of what like strength and like maintaining muscle actually is is so far beyond 
what it really is, yeah. you know? And that's where it's like, it's sad and it's great that people want to do that. Um, but that's where I just really like, you know, like you said, it never goes out of style. And I really wanted to make sure that people were doing it, you know, correctly. And it was something they could stick with. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like, I feel like it never sinks in. I don't know when it's going to, but you know, in my own little pocket of the world, I'm trying to beat it into people. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. And I think, especially coming from like a female perspective, it's, it's not stressed enough how, how necessary it is for women to be resistance training. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know when it happened, but somehow there was such a flip in the fitness world where such a heavy emphasis on like being entertained while working out and you know just that it has to be some sort of production of some sort and then you know all of a sudden there's this cult following of whatever you know like whatever gym or something but you know just back to the basics especially for for women specifically you you guys need it too but you know we really need our bone destiny is decreasing rapidly yeah yeah well so even, you know, when Anna, my fiance and I started dating, you know, she was used to doing like all the, like, you know, the hit classes where it was like cool and this and that. And, um, you know, it's, it, it did actually, you know, it really didn't take me that long to kind of pull her over, <laughs> so to speak. But it's so funny to watch her. Like if she goes back and ever does some of those like style of classes, she's just like, we didn't really do anything. You know, she's like, it's just like, you know, whatever, like the weights are so light. Like, I just don't feel like I like did anything. Like I barely got a sweat, like, um, you know, and it's like, she, you know, now when she's doing more like my style of training, you know, she has a Peloton. She likes yeah. to like, she likes that yeah. fun. That's fun. That's great. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, listen, there's nothing wrong with doing like fun stuff too. And especially like for her job, the Peloton has been great. She can like hop on and do like a little 15 minute ride here or there or whatever. But at the end of the day, like she now likes to like come in and like, she likes to deadlift and she likes to squat and she likes feeling strong and capable. Um, and like, she feels like she like, she feels like she did work. She doesn't feel like she just got beat up. She feels like she accomplished something, but like it was productive. Okay. Like not like, again, like she wanted to like die at the end of it either too, you know? So, you know, it's totally like, just like completely changed her perspective um, on that too. So uh, in terms of, you know, people looking to come train with you, what does that look like when somebody comes to the gym, you know, what can they expect? What does like the first couple classes look like? Yeah, so we do like an intro, like a 10-day thing, you know, come try us out if, um, if it's something that you're interested in. And really, for the most part, you're kind of thrown right into the swing of things. Now, that doesn't mean like you're going to be in there and going as hard as you can. Um, usually, I tell people, hey, listen, you know, I don't know you and you don't know me. We're going to be getting to know each other. Um, so please, don't do anything that hurts. Don't do anything that makes you feel sick. Um, I want you to be able to get out of bed the next morning. Okay. Um, you hurting yourself while you're in here doesn't do you any good and it doesn't do me any good. So I'm very upfront, you know, about like that kind of stuff. So please don't feel like I have these expectations of you when you come into the gym, as we get to know each other, I'll learn when you're dogging it, or even sometimes I got to pull people back. They work too hard. Um, so uh, you know, they, they come, they try it out. Usually, you know, they'll get their program. Like we talked about earlier. And I, I pick everything first. 
Um, and so I explained to them like how the, the class structure uh, goes. Um, and then I pretty much just like kind of keep an eye on them. I don't want to say like, you know, I babysit them or hold their hands throughout the whole session, but I'm staying pretty close to them as they're getting comfortable. Um, but one of the awesome things about it is that, you know, a, a lot of people who come in are, have been there for a while and, you know, they get to sit there and talk with these new people and sort of share their own experience and they can say, Hey, yeah, like I was right where you were, you know, and it gives them a little bit more confidence. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, you know, the, the gist of it, so to speak, you know, they come in, take it slow. Um, I usually give them permission, like, Hey, listen, if you feel like you're good enough to progress, you've got my vote of confidence. I'm not going to make you do it right now, but if you are interested, I think you can handle like, you know, either a heavier weight or, you know, doing more reps or, or whatever it happens to be. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of like work through that and, you know, usually, well, hopefully they like it enough and they, they stay on, you know, it doesn't always happen, but you know, that's such as life. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I know I, I, we, we covered a lot and we're really excited to have you on just because we're big fans of what you do. And, uh, we just really appreciate your, your style of training. And so I'm, I'm hoping, um, people find it helpful. Cause I, I think, I think that mindset of like understanding that like it can be fun, it can be a good environment, but making sure that like the foundation is strong is super important. And yeah. so that's something we, we just really appreciate. So we're, we're going to dive into some, uh, we call it a lightning round and I think we talked about it before. It's never necessarily been quick, so it doesn't have to be super quick. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into some, some, they're just like random fun questions. Sure, okay. Okay, cool. Joe's going to start with you. Uh, what is the most influential book that you've read? And if it's not, if it doesn't have to be a book, even you can be, it can be a movie. It can be, it can be a song if you want. Whatever. What has influenced you the most? <laughs> um, I want to say from a, like training wise, probably, um, Probably oh, what's the Dan job John one? Um, I'm totally blanking on it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we could look it up. It's um, oh my gosh. No. No. Intervention. Intervention by Dan John was probably probably the most influential training book that I've ever read. Cause it goes into so much more. It's like, it's not like super like sciencey or anything like that. It's more just, it's more like a principle based book. Um, so that's, that's probably the most influential training book I've ever, um, read. And then just the, uh, otherwise, um, I read this book a long time ago, um, called, um, the last lecture by Randy Pausch. You've read that. Yeah. So, um, Randy Pausch was this uh, professor at, Carnegie Mellon, I want to say. Yeah. And, um, he got diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. And so, uh, he did a last lecture. So pretty much just like, kind of like life yeah. sort of things too. And I just really liked that. I liked that book. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. I'd read that in college and I remember that, but that was being, that was a really good read. Are you reading anything right now? <laughs> um, or listening up good podcast. Anything. Um, I listen to uh, I listen to a couple a couple of pod, different podcasts. Um, uh, do listen to to Joe Rogan. It's 
funny. Um, <laughs> um, I also like, uh, uh, if you've listened to uh, Andrew uh, Huberman, uh, the Huberman Lab. Um, I like I like him. He's like a sciencey like uh, he does more like um, I don't want I hate I don't want to call it like it's not biohacking, but that's yeah. just the term that's coming. Yeah. He's more you know he's more like a like a legit like this is how your body works yeah. kind of thing, which is um, cool. Other than that, I'm reading a book about ADHD because I have horrible ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to figure out how to fix my ADHD or embrace it. I don't know. I haven't decided, I haven't decided which way I'm going with it yet. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, if you could have any meal delivered to your door tonight from anywhere in the world, what would it be? Uh, I guess it depends on what I'm in the mood for right now. Um, yeah, today. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was just, I like steak and eggs. So, yeah, it, it changes. Um, well, it doesn't change, but like I don't, I don't really have like a favorite food, I guess, so to speak. Um, so that was just like the first thing. Like I could really go for some steak and eggs right now. So that's, I think that's probably what I would say. Cool. All right, last question. Uh, if you could go back in time and give advice to a younger version of yourself, yeah, <laughs> what what piece of advice would you give? Um. I think I would say, um, to work harder. <laughs> Don't be so lazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just like, and, and you know, not that I don't work harder. I just know so many other people who work so much harder than I do. Um, and I do kind of believe in the whole, like, you know, that, that, um, you know, luck is kind of like a, uh, like a residue of like, you know, design and effort, so to speak. Um, so I've gotten lucky. So I wonder how much luckier I would have gotten had I worked a little bit harder and, you know, you know, done some things like that. So I think I would say like, you know, try and develop some better work, like ethic habits and, um, yeah, the ADHD thing. This really screws me over. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably what I would what I would say. Well, I think it, it's tough, too, because it, it's always – comparison is, is the – what is it? The, yeah. It's, the creator it's, of – un- yeah. It's, it's never – well, and so my – yeah, my – Anna works, like, her tail off. She just works so hard. She's a workaholic. We're probably, like – we're on, like, two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. She works too hard, and I don't work hard enough. So we probably – you know, we balance <laughs> each other out fairly well like that. Um, but even, like I said, like – and it's not even necessarily that I think – uh, you know, a comparison. It's like, I just, I don't even, I don't know how people do it. You, uh, you know, like I just like, and, and some of these people that I know who work so hard, like have kids yeah. and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you, what, how did, what is going on here? Like, how do you, how, what do you do for fun? Yeah. You know, like it's crazy. I, I actually, I'm only going to say it because I think I feel uh, somewhat similarly in a lot of ways, but I think that there's, don't quote me on this because I'm not an expert on this whatsoever, but I think that there's like a subset of the population, um, probably like you and me that just can't sit still. And so like, I think, I think, and I'm just going to speak for you anyway. I think a lot of our intelligence comes like kinesthetically. 
We're like, I feel like we're very good at understanding like movement and cues and we're very like, like when we're moving, we are like honed in. Yeah. Like how, how obsessed with like golf are you right now? And like training and all those things sure. where you've developed this like mass amount of knowledge and expertise. But like when it comes to other things that I feel like are right. classically things that people work hard at, I just have almost zero patience for it. Yeah. And so maybe I, I would say, yeah, don't be as hard on yourself because I think that you've developed quite a knowledge for that. Well, and I, I, I guess I just relate to it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. It really, um, you know, it just, it like, it depends on where you direct that energy if we're talking like sales or something it's like oh my goodness gracious like please i just want to like just leave me alone don't talk to me um but like some of these other things that like you know it's a lot easier to like dive down that rabbit hole and really invest like a lot of your time but that's where you gotta have you know you have the right people in the right seats to help you out and yeah. you delegate things and yeah. big big on the delegation aspect of that so that's all right for sure well yeah i know i know that it's, it's interesting. The reason we throw those questions in is because I, I do think it gets down to like a personal level. And I appreciate you talking about it too because I, I also think it just highlights uh, something about you that we appreciate is, is your like knowledge and dedication to the type of stuff that you do. Um, and so, yeah, we appreciate it. So in terms of, uh, we'll link it on here, but like where can people find you? You know, like Instagram, Facebook, or website, anything like that? Sure. Yeah, so website is uh, deastrengthtraining.com. Um I have an Instagram for the gym and then a personal one. The gym is DEA strength training. Um, my personal one is underscore coach underscore Kev D just the letter D underscore. Um, you can also find me on the strong first website. Um, uh, I do have a bio up there that's connected to my email as, as well. Um, and if you're ever looking for one of the workshops, you know, typically my workshops will be in Philadelphia. Occasionally I'll go up to New York and, and do them there. Um, but if you see workshops listed in Philly, I probably have some kind of involvement with them if I'm not running them. Um, and then, yeah, we have our, our, our little humble abode, which is in Narberth, um, right in the right in the borough. Um, yeah, I don't have a Twitter or anything. I, I don't use like Snapchat or TikTok or no. <laughs> Not a TikTok guy. Um, Anna's trying to get me to make one, but I just am not, yeah, not into it. So it's not for me, but yeah. Um, and then uh, any like projects or any like events or anything like that that you have going on that you want to let people know about? Um, yeah. So again, May 7th, running the two different Strong First workshops. They're still for sale for people. They'll be for sale up until the day before. Um, there's a strong first certification happening, uh, the first weekend in June. It's a three day cert. Um, so if you've been thinking about doing that, definitely, um, would, would consider that. Um, other than that, nothing, nothing, nothing real huge or in the, the super near future. There'll be a couple of certs in the area. Um, we're doing the barbell cert in October at my, my space. So, um, Oh, the happy hours. Yeah. Sorry. Duh. Yeah. So we do a, uh, we do a no shower happy hour first. Well, we, I try to do it the first Friday of every month, but it doesn't always work out on the first Friday of every month. Um, but the, so the next one will be May 13th. Um, it's 5 PM free workout. Um, you can bring a friend if you want to. And then, so we do a workout and then we walk up the street to one of the bars and have some beers and hang out. So, uh, yeah, I try to do that every, every single month usually on the first Friday of every month. But yeah. So, and usually we have our friends from 
Momenta Chiropractic there with us. Yeah, yes. So if you want to catch some of their stuff too, you should come out and hang out with us there too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always a good time. We enjoy this. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been a blast. We've been wanting to have you on for a while, so we're really glad that we got you to got you in here and we're able to talk about this. Well, it's been an honor and a privilege. So thank you for having me on. I hope that I uh, was able to provide some kind of value to your your wonderful listeners. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll definitely do another one too because I, uh, yeah, I know we yes. didn't get to touch on a bunch of stuff. So yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you.